0: You know who would give a shit though?
1: Who's that? It's Craig. Hey, Craig. <laughs> hey, Craig. Oh, Craig. How you do? How you doing, Craig? Ah, oh,
0: Craig's our little bear friend, and he's he seems to be doing pretty good.
1: I'm so glad. I'm so glad Craig did good.
0: Craig do good. Craig did a good, good I'm job. I'm so
1: glad. I'm so glad Craig do good. <laughs>
0: I'll never stop being funny. Never, ever. Never. Oh, never, man. Ever. Never, ever. Never, ever will <laughs> this podcast stop. We have now hit episode 401. Wow. Seems like this last week we're on episode 400. Now here we are on episode 401. Welcome on in to the Afford Affair Podcast, everyone. I am Edward Green. Joined as always by McCall and Crime, Wes Bradshaw. And uh, we have a lot to talk about on today's uh podcast i guess um we have some premier league action to get to uh a little bit of makeup from the weekend as well as some midweek uh makeups as well that can hopefully start to make the the table a little less of a lie um so we'll be getting to those matches uh as well as a couple of cup competitions which are all happening concurrently I uh, will of course, have some news and notes as well. And uh, we'll round it off uh, with a little bit of Pimpin' the Athletic. And then we'll do the watch for, and we'll call it a stream. As always, podcast presented by NGSC Sports at NGSCSports.com. We never stop. Um, so, your matches in the Premier League for this past week. Uh, just one on the weekend with the FA Cup going on. Burnley and Watford played. Burnley, they just... They keep picking up points, or in this case, point. That's all that matters. They draw Watford nil-nil at Turf Moor. Then for your midweek matches on Tuesday, Brighton Hove got chel, and Chelsea was postponed. You'll find out why in a moment. Uh, Newcastle, pounding Everton, 3-0 3-1, sorry. A pair of own goals for each side. Open the scoring before Ryan Frazier and Kieran Trippier. Fresh off his move back from Atletico to the Premier League. Scoring for Newcastle to cap off a glorious day for oil tycoons everywhere. Unless unless your name is Everton. Just, just, it's it's never going to get better. Uh, West Ham. Beats Watford 1-0. Jared Bowen with the goal in the 68th minute. We'll have have some more West Ham news later on in this podcast, don't you worry. Uh, And Burnley keeping their point streak alive. Uh, Jay Rodriguez's goal in the 47th minute secured an equalizer uh, against Manchester United. Paul Pogba opening his account this year in the 18th minute. It was not enough, though, as Cristiano Ronaldo not starting the match. And Burnley was able to take advantage. 1-1 draw at Turf Moor. Burnley keeps on flying high. United, eh, not, not so much. Uh, mm-hmm. Man City kept to winning ways. 2-0 winners over Brentford. Uh, Tottenham thought they had had another last gasp equalizer from Stevie Burtwine. But that blasted VAR came in and ruined everyone's fun again as they fought at Southampton oh. 3-2. Uh, Norwich and Palace, 1-1 draw. Pooky. He thought he had gotten Norwich three points in the first minute of play, but it was not to be as Wilfred Zaha scoring on the hour mark for the Eagles to get a point at Carroll Road. And finally, uh, Aston Villa leads playing an up and down first half, 3-2 as they went to the locker room. Uh, Lorente with the goal in the 63rd minute to give Leeds a point as it finished 3-3 at Villa Park. This day, it was Thrilla Park. Uh, because we're recording on Wednesday, uh, two Thursday matches uh, we will not be able to get to, including Liverpool and Leicester uh, and Wolves and Arsenal. That's two very big matches uh, for all four of these clubs, really. As we go forward, uh, so Wes, now that now that we've gotten through this recap of the week, uh, I'm sure you're looking to ahead uh, to that Leicester match against Liverpool tomorrow. Um, so I'm sure you can fill us in on that as well as any thoughts on the week that was in the premier league
1: um well definitely uh it's a it's it's a revenge match for liverpool even -hmm. though i doubt i doubt that's anywhere really near (laughs) anything engineer
0: quotes
1: (laughs) yeah sure you know i I think i think liverpool have their revenge pretty much whenever (laughs) Leicester look at the table but um (laughs) yeah you know it's a big match um these two teams coming in right now in vastly, vastly different places, not only in the table, but just the the feel mm-hmm. around the club. Just everything right now. There's there's kind of a weird feel around Leicester City right now. Um mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll touch on the FA Cup a little bit a little later and we'll get into sure. that match. <laughs> but um there's there's just there's something not right at Leicester City right now. Um, And unfortunately for them, they're they're running into what potentially is about to turn into a buzzsaw in Liverpool. Um, Because, Ed, hold on to your hat as I say this. Okay. Hat held. Liverpool are healthy. (gasps)
0: You shut your whore mouth.
1: That's exactly what I thought. (laughs) My words exactly. Liverpool are healthy. Um, Liverpool just went uh, the what what was supposed to be the part that made their season fall apart without Salah and Mane. Mm-hmm. Four wins, two draws. That's pretty good. Um, and now, and now, <coughs> not only that, but you get back what I am going to assume is going to be a pretty pissed off Mo Salah. <laughs> Because you know, Mo Salah needed more ammunition to go out and try to show he's the best player in the world. <laughs> um Yeah, so uh, I mean things happen, as we well know, things happen, but I think um I think Lester could be in for a, a tough go of it tomorrow. Of course Lester did win this uh the return match on this early in the season at the King Power. Um, but now coming into Anfield, once again, um, uh, most will be back in the building. Uh, Liverpool fans very excited after the weekend and, um, and uh, seeing their new signing. Uh, and also in the return of Harvey Elliott, who it'll be interesting to see if uh, Harvey Elliott is in that starting lineup uh, for Liverpool. Um, see if he's back also. Uh, with Sadio Mane. Mane will not be back for the match. And you almost have to assume you don't start Mo Salah, even though who the hell knows a Mo Salah at this point? He's kind of a different animal. Uh, Does Luis Diaz potentially get his first start for Liverpool tomorrow? Mm -hmm. So uh, I think it's going to be a very hyped-up crowd. They're going to be out for blood. Um, (laughs) Debranche should be in a bit of trouble tomorrow. Um, with the, with those Reds coming to town, so we'll see how that works out. But um, I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully a, uh, a a a big comfortable Liverpool victory tomorrow. Looking around the Premier League matches this week, Jesus man, it's 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 already been a week, and like you said, it's not even not even over yet. Um Going back to uh, well, on Saturday, who plays Saturday? Burnley Watford nil nil on Saturday, like you said. Um God, that Burnley-Man United match. It is it is not an easy week for Manchester United, is it? Nope. It, it, has, mm-hmm. not, it has not been an easy season for Manchester United. Just, you know, it has not been an easy season for Manchester United. And, you know, when you're taking on Burnley and Paul Pogba signing, uh Paul Pogba scores in the 18th minute. You've gotta feel all right, we're just gonna cruise on to a win here. Jay Rodriguez equalizing early in the second half and United just had nothing had nothing left. Um, mm-hmm. I think we solved the riddle that Ronaldo cannot play on a rainy Tuesday night at Burnley.
0: You know Messi could. He's not uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: Ronaldo ain't built for that life, bra. Um yeah. Before the match, uh, there was some uh, grumbling. Ronaldo not even starting the match. They start Edison Cavani. <clears throat> and United, uh, basically, first half, United looked really good. Looked like they were going to run out and win it. And then in the second half, you know, whatever the whatever the halftime team talk for Ralph Raniuk was, it... it it did not go well. <laughs> it had the opposite effect of what I'm sure he wanted it to have. Uh, once again, Rodriguez coming out, scoring that goal, and um, Burnley getting a getting a very, as you mentioned, a very important draw uh, for them in that match. Um, also on Tuesday, well, you know, Newcastle, they got them a few signings, and uh, they, they came good in this one against... Uh, Who's that? Oh, oh, that's Everton, isn't it?
0: No pleasure from this, folks.
1: No, none at all. 3 uh, 1 Newcastle win it. A, a really weird, um, kind of a really weird uh, uh, sequence for the first two goals in this match. Uh, Mason Holgate sends a ball toward the um, Newcastle net. Jamal Laskellis. Um, tries to clear it and knocks it into goal for the own goal in the 36th minute. And then they restart, go down to the other end, and uh, <laughs> off of a corner, a Laskellis header is <laughs> knocked in for an own goal by Mason Holgate. <laughs> so those two, you know, Holgate's like, shit, you took my goal. I'm going to get it back. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: and then in the second half, uh, Ryan Fraser in the 56th, Kieran Trivia with an absolute fantastic free kick. Uh, made it 3-1. Folks, you can have the new shiny manager. You can have the new shiny signings. They're still the same old dirty Everton. And uh, right now, you're an Everton who finds themselves <laughs> uh, two points off the bottom. Yep. But- now, that's it. Uh, two points off the bottom from Norwich, or off the relegation zone from Norwich, and they do have two matches in hand. Sure. I'm still not really seeing everything going down this season. Man, I'm enjoying the ride, I'll tell you that much. The
0: The, the <laughs> thing is, they shouldn't be in this position more than halfway through <laughs> the season.
1: know. Oh, no. Um, you know, they bring on Delhi. They bring on uh, Donny Van de Beek. Offending. They're nice, new, shiny toys. and well, well, Ed, you know, he's not yours anymore, so I guess we can be ultra-open about it. Deli <laughs> ain't Deli no more.
0: No, he is not.
1: I don't know what the America hell Deli was is not now. enough. He, he ain't Deli no more, so... Um,
0: yeah. yeah, whatever the hell's
1: happening there... Yeah, um but a, a really a huge victory for Newcastle, uh, by far mm-hmm. their best, um, uh, their, their best, probably their best match of the season that they've played. Get the victory. Uh, looks like they're starting to get it turned around. I'm not expecting Newcastle to come out and score three goals every match. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, ain't, that ain't really Newcastle, but, um, I, I'm liking early on what I'm seeing from Newcastle. Um, I think Newcastle are going to have enough to find themselves still in the Premier League after this season. And then once we get to the summer transfer window, oh boy. God, God only knows with Newcastle what's going to happen. There. Yeah. Uh going into Wednesday, City 2 Brentford nil, uh pretty um pretty cut and dry there. Uh, Mara has a 40th minute penalty. Kevin De uh scoring in the 69th minute to put that one away. On. Nice. Uh Norwich. Uh we talked about them. They needed the point. They got the point against Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. Uh 1-1. As you said, Pookie uh Zaha with the Palace okay. goal. Um Aston Villa leads in an unbelievably entertaining match. Uh 3-3. Uh mm-hmm. Leo Philippe gets him a goal in the match. Uh brace by Jacob Ramsey. A brace on the other side by Former Man United man, Daniel James. I'm sure we'll be doing that at Man United. And nope. then uh, Diego Laurente uh, with the equalizer. Um, <clears throat> uh, it's described as a virtuoso first half display by Philippe Coutinho. Crazy thing, that Philippe Coutinho, pretty good player. Yeah. Pretty good player. Who'd have thunk it? Thank goodness is paying for him to not play for them anymore. So.
0: Um, who would have thought? Who it, would have thought five years ago we would be looking at transfers uh, or, or looking at new players and going, "Man, thank God they're not at Barcelona anymore and actually have a chance to do something good." Oh it, Jesus! I'm weird, sure that, a I'm sure timeline, we're in a weird timeline, man.
1: This is a weird variant that we're in now. Yeah, you know, in one of the other variants, Barcelona still rules the world. So you know.
0: Yeah, I like this one better.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of enjoying this one right now myself. Uh, a variant, though, Ed, that you probably didn't enjoy quite so much. Uh, Tottenham. Yeah, Tottenham. Ugh, coughing up a 2 1 lead, and they end up uh, dropping to Southampton. Um, just kind of one of those where the fuck did that come from <laughs> kind yeah. of days for Tottenham. I mean really that's all you can say is, well, where the hell did this one come from mm-hmm. um, and for Tottenham <clears throat> there is a definite race for the top four for, for that fourth place spot a lot of people are um, pipping Tottenham to be there oh man if they had won it today they would have been level in fifth with Man United while having two matches in hand three in hand yeah. and one back in fourth place West Ham they're still not in a bad position, but mm-hmm. the only problem now is they find themselves level and level on matches played with Arsenal. That could end up being its own story before the season's over. So that mm-hmm. might not end up being the one that kills them, but just, um, just just really feels like a big missed opportunity today for, uh, for Hotspur. And, and hopefully for them, one that's not going to come back and uh, bite them later in the season.
0: Yeah. I'll give I'll give uh, credit to Southampton just to, just ever so slightly cuz they have played a couple of very good matches this year. Um I still think this should have been a a match Tottenham wins and they should have won going away and they just kind of didn't show up today. Um but again, Southampton have gotten some good results on the season. Um, they already drew with Tottenham once 1-1 a little bit ago. They drew with uh, City, you know, just a couple weeks ago before it went on international break 1-1. Um, they beat Brentford back in January 4-1. So this is a team that can can get good results. Um, again, they, they also drew Man City. I think they're the only team so far that's gotten uh, points in both matches against City this year. Um, so Southampton are not bad. But this is absolutely a match that Tottenham, if they wanted to kind of do one of those plant your flag sort of matches in the race for the top four. This is one you have to win at home against another mid table club. You gotta win this one. Um, thankfully for them, none of the other teams around them seem particularly like they want to get fourth place either. So there's still a lot of room for Spurs, but this is one, I think, like you said, going forward, they're going to wish they could have had back.
1: Uh, very much so. And, um, yeah, man. In, in in that kind of race, you know, all those all those points could come back to matter at the end of the season. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, hopefully, we'll see a Spurs bounce back coming from here, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and really, I mean that that's about it from what I've got this week in the Premier League. Uh, like you said, Liverpool still uh, where they match to the play, as we touched on a little bit earlier. Um, also coming up on Thursday, as you mentioned, Wolves <laughs> and so, um, you know, Arsenal, a chance to, um, with a win, they pull themselves into that tie for fifth place. So, um, yeah,
0: absolutely. What, what and, but, and and quietly, Wolves, with a win there, are all of a sudden in sixth place. And, and with matches in hand on West Ham and Manchester United. Like we've talked about Arsenal. We've talked about Tottenham having matches in hand on West Ham. All of a sudden, Wolves would be in a running for fourth place. I don't think they have got the horses to get there, but they went against Arsenal and they they certainly enter the conversation.
1: Uh, Very much so. Um, We'll see what happens. Uh, There's a lot left to play out before this season's over.
0: Certainly. Absolutely. Uh, And for Arsenal, it does not get any easier on the weekend as we take a look at the weekend preview. Um, Well, technically, they're supposed to play Chelsea. Um that's not happening. Again, we'll we'll get to why in a little bit. Which again, false table. 7 30 a.m. though, you will get Mitch St. United versus Southampton. 10 a.m. Everton versus Leeds. I mean, I mean, at this point, Leeds could put five past Everton. We already know Leeds loves to score, and Everton feels like a sieve right now. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: that that could be a dangerous one at Goodison. Uh, 10 a.m. also Watford versus Brighton and Brentford versus Palace and then at 1230 Pookie and the boys in Norwich hey! go up against Manchester City to see if they can pull off the same upset they did a couple of years ago uh, on Sunday 9 a.m. Newcastle versus Villa and another big one for a couple of teams chasing fourth place Tottenham versus Wolves at still to be named Tottenham Hotspur Stadium that is a huge one. Also at 9 a.m. Burnley versus Liverpool, a place that has burned Liverpool before, but not so much in recent years. We'll see if Turf Moor rears its ugly head against the Reds at 9 a.m. Then 11:30, Brogge versus Moisey, Leicester versus West Ham at the KP. Big match there, Um, and then some midweek matches still to make up some stuff. 3:15 on Tuesday, United versus Brighton. And and so they'll get some matches back in hand on there. So, uh, still a lot to play for, as Wes was saying. As we take a look at the table, uh, City up to 60 points. Uh, Liverpool now 12 points back, but they do still have now two matches in hand. So that one tomorrow, very big against Leicester. A win is absolutely vital to stay in what little chance of a title race they have left. Uh, Chelsea at 47, one point behind Liverpool, but also at the max 24 matches. West Ham currently at 40 points. United at 39, Arsenal, Tottenham at 36, and Wolves at 34, as we mentioned. A lot of variance in the matches played between those clubs. At the bottom of your heart, the relegation zone, Everton and Newcastle. That's right, I'm throwing Everton in there with them. Just outside of it, Norwich, Watford, and Burnley all inside. Uh, A difference in matches to be played between all those teams as well. But it is it is uh, uncomfortably tight for a lot of those teams as we have hit the uh, the nearly just just past the halfway mark of the season. That is your Premier League update. Uh, as for the FA Cup, some big results in this one starting right off on February. Wes, it's the magic of the FA Cup.
1: Oh, so magical.
0: You gotta love it. Uh, Middlesbrough beating United in penalties, eight seven. Anthony Elanga elongated his penalty in the in the final moments of the shootout to fall to Middlesbrough, eight seven on penalties. Middlesbrough going perfect in their penalties as uh, as it was a goal from Matt Crooks as Middlesbrough steals one against United and knocks them out. Of the competition, um, a couple of big time scares on Saturday. Uh, Chelsea needing uh, extra to- added extra time to beat Plymouth Argyle to one. Marcus Alonso with the goal in the 105th minute to win it for Chelsea to one. Also in added extra time, oh, poor Kidderminster. They were oh. so close. They were so damn close against West Ham. Declan Rice, those scores in the 91st minute, and then in the 121st, Jared Bowen scores to break Kitterminster hearts everywhere. The team out of the the league that is two leagues outside the football league went up against Mighty West Ham and nearly, nearly stole a win and advanced on to the fifth round, but unfortunately, they fell. Um, Elsewhere, Crystal Palace beat Hartlepool 2-0. Huddersfield beat Barnsley 1-0. Peterborough beat QPR 2-0. Southampton also needed uh, extra time against Coventry City when Kyle Walker-Peters won it in the 112th minute, 2-1. Everton, slow clap for Everton. They beat Brentford 4-1, so they have something. Um, Stoke beats Wigan 2-0. Man City cruised past Fulham 4-1. Norwich got by Wolves 1-0. Uh, Town beats Cambridge United 3-0. Spurs, uh, blasted Brighton 3-1. Um, two goals for Kane, who just loves to score in an FA Cup. Uh, Liverpool shrugged off Cardiff 3-1. Uh, Nottingham Forest for Leicester City 1. It was done inside half an hour. 3-0 3-0 was the scoreline after 32 minutes for Forrest. And they went on to cruise past Leicester. And then finally, Wood, the last oh. remaining team not in the football league proper, gets past Bournemouth. 1-0, 38th minute. Mark Ricketts. He, he doesn't have Ricketts, thankfully. But they do. But Borum does.
1: And how, are you, and how are your Ricketts doing?
0: <laughs> they're great. They're, they're doing fine. Thank you for asking. Uh, nobody knows what that means. Um, they get out of the fourth round proper. Great result for them. So yes, a couple of our our, our minnows do fall in uh, in Kidderminster, as well as um, I think there's one other, uh, Hartlepool United. Uh, but Boram Wood is advancing on, and who gets them next? But Everton.
1: Oh, it's all set up.
0: I'm not saying. I'm not saying. There's even oh, more oh, yeah. reason now to pull against Everton, There's
1: but no oh, yes.
0: <laughs> Boreham Wood, the lowest ranked team left in the competition, the only team outside of the championship <laughs> left in the competition. All teams now in the Premier League of mm-hmm. the Championship, except for Boreham Wood, they will be going up against Everton on March 1st. Your other matches in this round of 16 include Palace versus Stoke, Nottingham Forest versus Huddersfield Town, Peterborough United hosting Man City, Middlesbrough versus Tottenham, Liverpool versus Norwich and Puké, uh, Lutton Town versus Chelsea, and Southampton versus West Ham. Uh, so we'll see at least one championship side in the next round as Nottingham Forest and Huddersfield Town play each other. Um, but Wes, uh, you know, we we were very very close to having some huge upsets on Saturday. Um, you really got to feel for Plymouth and, uh, and Kidderminster, but we did get Boreham through and God bless it. Let's hope they make it to the round of eight next.
1: Uh, we did. Um, and this is, we jokingly mentioned it earlier, the magic of the FA cup. You know, yeah. uh, when you get into these cups, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, excuse me, crazy things can happen, especially in the FA cup, because, just the time of year where the big clubs get into it. Um, usually there's a lot of, there's a lot of things going on. Um, you know, the whole, uh, the, they're, they're coming out of the January transfer window um, or, you know, they've come out of December and everything's just, you know, been absolute insanity and just so much crazy. So many crazy things have happened. And then suddenly it's like, Oh God, good. We finally, we get a break. Oh, we can play one of these teams from league one or the championship and bam, they get caught. Um, and and that's kind of what helps create the magic of the FA cup. Um, I mean, you, you look at someone like, uh, like Middlesbrough, I mean, Middlesbrough almost getting upset by man United, uh, of all things, that would have just been horribly embarrassing for Middlesbrough. Um, But in all honesty, uh, something funny that Roger Bennett said is, uh, you know, of course, in in that match, we didn't really go into it, but um, uh, United uh, or Middlesbrough equalized late in the second half on a penalty. uh, Or I'm sorry. No, no, no. Never mind. It was uh, United had a penalty shout. Okay. I'm just, I'm sorry, folks. I'm just getting my thoughts straight here on this one. What it was. Was that Middlesbrough scored their equalizer and Man United thought that it should have been stopped for a handball? Var went back and looked at it, and while the ball was handled, they said it didn't have anything to do with the build-up to the goal. Something like that. Um, or as Roger Bennett said, it just shows that Man United have fallen off so bad that now even Vars turned against him. <laughs> got him. Ching Ching. Um, but, you know, the whole Bormwoods, that's awesome. That's an awesome thing. Um, and now Bormwoods get to go up against the underdogs in Everton. So, uh, <laughs> you know, good for them. Um, <clears throat> there, there is something cool. One of the Woods players uh, apparently grew up a diehard Everton fan and carries a lucky Tony Hibbert jersey to every match with him. Nice. And now he gets to go to uh, – to goodison and play Everton. So, you know, that that's the cool stuff that you get. Um that's the, the really cool stuff that you get, you know, in the uh in in the FA Cup. So, um you know, good on them. I, I'm looking forward to. it. I think it's going to be a um, I think it's going to be a fun fun next round of the cup coming up.
0: Oh, yeah. And uh just to make sure so those are those will be midweek matches on the first and second. So, uh be checking those out. Uh interesting note from the match report on the BBC on the, the Kitterminster West Ham match. Uh, Kitterminster were actually looking to go to the fifth round um, for just the second time in their club's history. Um, and the sort of amazing thing about it um when they when they made the fifth round uh I believe it was 28 years ago they lost to West Ham 1 0. So, man, Kidderminster—they—they they thought they were gonna get one-nil revenge over West Ham for for almost thirty years ago, but just couldn't quite pull it off. Rough, rough for them. But those, uh, but those home fans at Kidderminster, uh, I'm sure, will have a huge, uh, huge story to tell for for years to come for that. So that is that was awesome for them. Yeah. Um. So so yeah, that's the uh, that's the magic of the FA Cup, and that is the FA Cup, and we'll be continuing that uh, at the beginning of March. Um, real quick note: uh, as West mentioned earlier, with uh, Afcon ending, uh, it was Senegal who won nil nil uh, against Egypt. Uh, Senegal winning four two on penalties. Uh, includes Sadio Mane getting the match winner after missing a penalty early on in the match. So a little bit of redemption for him as Senegal wins, I believe, their first AFCON. Um, So that is that. And now I will say, Wes and I have somewhat joked about no one caring about AFCON. Um, And and in all honesty, a bunch of people care about AFCON, and and it is totally great that they do. Um, Mm -hmm. Something I think all of us could actually join in on saying we don't care about, is the FIFA Club World Cup. Um, so only when you're there. Only when you're there. There you go. Uh, so that is going on. Uh, today was the semifinals. Today and yesterday was semifinals. semifinals. Uh, Brazilian side, Palmeiras beat Al-Ali out of Egypt 2-0. Um, and then Chelsea beat Al-Hilal 1-0. Thanks to a 32-minute Romelu Lukaku goal. Um, with a very, very strong Chelsea side there. So that is why they have not played this week and they will not play this weekend because their finals match is on the 12th. That's what we needed. Something else in the middle of an incredibly busy season. Um, so Chelsea will be playing Palmaris again on February 12th. Also, earlier that day, Al Hilal will be playing Al Ali in the third place match. Uh, Monterey has already beaten Al Jazeera in the fifth place match. So. All that is now good to go. All Uh, right, right, Club World Cup. So now there is a revamping that's happening. In case everybody has forgotten, Uh, that would include me. Um, So
1: (laughs) that would include.
0: Yeah. Uh, So now I believe. So this is what's going to happen: the future FIFA Club World (laughs) Cup in China, because everything's in China now. Um will be taking place uh I believe this year. Um the format will feature 24 teams with a playoff between the OFC representative and the third best Asian team. The teams will be split into eight groups of three teams each. The winners of the eight groups will advance to the quarters, which will use knockout formats. Um yeah, UEFA is getting eight teams out of the twenty four. So cool. That's yeah. that's great. No, nobody, yeah. nobody cares. Nobody cares, man.
1: Brand like
0: nobody cares what? until you're in the final.
1: Um,
0: yeah, no one cares till you're that little
1: trophy.
0: <laughs> like you, literally, no one cares until literally the minute in, in stoppage time when you're winning before you win the championship. And then you start carrying.
1: Well, then you're winning a trophy.
0: <laughs> and it's oh, all
1: man. Good, man. It's it's even good at that point. Yeah. That's all I can say.
0: Goodness gracious. Um, so, we do have some news and notes um, as we go on here. Um, this uh, This being one of them coming just a couple days ago. Uh, Five substitutions options to be made permanent by IFAB next month by the Athletic UK staff. And it does look like the five substitutions rule will be made permanent by the football lawmakers next month. Uh, This was introduced after the start of COVID to help clubs manage fixture congestion. Uh, The IFAB had previously recommended all competitions move to allowing five substitutions. Uh, The Premier League decided against using them for the... uh, for last year's campaign and reverted back to three substitutions, which remains the case for the current season. Um in October, UEFA referees chef Roberto Rossetti insisted the law must be improved following a controversial goal by Francis killing Mbappe in the Nations League final against Spain. Uh so they'll be looking at the offsides rules to see. Cause you know, once again, gotta gotta change that. Um mm-hmm. And they'll also be looking at alternative warding on and off sides. Um, so, yeah, that, that's what's going to be going on. Uh, any thoughts, Wes, on, uh, on if... Now, I will say, the Premier League still has the option. They do not have to adopt it, even if the IFAB makes this a permanent change. Um, but any thoughts on uh, the Premier League potentially moving to a permanent five substitutes up from three?
1: <coughs> um... So, you know, I'm not quite as against it, I think, as I may have been once upon a time. Mm -hmm. Um, Just in the fact that, I mean, if if they're going to keep cramming more and more matches down people's throats um, and guys have to keep playing basically all year round at this time. I don't I don't really have I don't really have so much of a uh so much of an issue with it because you know guys need breaks. I mean they they, they need they need something. And if, if this is gonna help some guys prolong their seasons, hopefully prolong their careers a little bit, then yeah, what the hell, go for it. I mean nothing nothing's like it used to be anyway. nothing's like it was in the good old days anyways. <laughs> so um You know, uh, yeah. I mean, if the thing is, I mean, here's the thing. Now, for me, for me personally, this isn't a bad deal because it really it helps the clubs who have the who have the depth. Yeah. Um, my club has the depth, so you (laughs) know, okay. But that that's not really my reasoning for it. My reason is more, you know, I think I think it, it could help in these long, long, long congested seasons at this point.
0: Yeah, um, that that's pretty much where I am. I, it's it's gonna be uh, disproportionate for smaller clubs compared to bigger clubs like Liverpool, like Man City, like Chelsea, who can have very deep benches already and now mm-hmm. can put on even more game changers. Whereas you know you know maybe a team like you know Watford or or Burnley has maybe one super sub. Uh, the the teams at the top of the table can have. Six or seven of them, and now can throw five on and, and essentially rotate their entire out uh, half their out- outfield. Um, so it is, I, I do understand that, but like you said, the matches are only going to keep increasing for these players. I, mm-hmm. I just I don't see how you can't do this anymore. And you know, I saw some comments on the athletics where like, well, you know, why don't why don't they just you know shrink the matches? It can't be that hard. I'm like, no, it, it is. It it actually is. I would. I wish it was that easy to say. Just start playing less matches. It, it it's not a solution. <laughs> it's not a solution. Anyone who actually makes these decisions will go for. That's the problem. Um. So yeah. It it, it sucks. But it's it's uh it's an evil. But it's a necessary evil. I think at this point. <laughs> um. Just with how everything's going. I mean, just just look at the Premier League this year, and and how congested the schedule's getting. You know, just just being able to have a couple extra substitutes can really make all the difference. So, uh, again, I don't love it, but I I just I don't see another way around it at this point. So a um, couple of fun stories, I guess. Well, This one's not fun, but the the end result is kind of fun. Um, so this was uh, this was, you know someone I already don't like uh, in the news for something that <laughs> just super enraged me. Uh, Kurt Zuma fined 250,000 pounds by West Ham and had his cats taken away by the RSPCA. Uh, This one coming from Jacob Whitehead. Um, There was footage came out uh, after Zuma's brother uh, sent out footage on Snapchat of him taking his cats and dropping them from chest height and kicking it as it lands. Uh, At one point, he threw a pair of shoes at the cat and also slapped it in the face. Um, I'm sure some people were like, whatever, you know, it's just an animal, you know, whatever. Um, as someone who owns a cat, and even before (laughs) then, because I've seen similar stories to this, um, fuck off. Like, don't treat an animal like this. This is horrible, 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 horrible. Um, thankfully, the cats have now been put in a better place. Um, Zuma... Um, is gonna be super shamed everywhere he goes down the Premier League. I believe mm-hmm. he went down with a knock during their last match, which honestly he probably should have been suspended for by the team, but whatever. Um, but I believe as he did it, the uh, the away fans uh started chanting, That's how your cat felt. Which, if there's any joy I can take for from Mark. the story, that's that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, because normally, and normally. I am not one, even even if it's an Arsenal player. I am not one for fans mm-hmm. to taunt legitimate injuries, but I make an exception here. This is my exception. <laughs> so every time he goes down, as long as he, as long as it's not a Christian Eriksen situation, make fun of this man anytime he gets hit.
1: Every time, oh, yeah,
0: every oh, yeah. friggin' time. So. I, I, I was disgusted by this, and I'm, I wish they had done more. I wish they had suspended him for at least one match. Um, the fine came out after outcry over him playing the next day, so it seems like West Ham kind of covering their own ass in this case, but at least, it, what's, the, what's the expression? It's
1: something, Wes. It's something, but it's not enough. No. There's a man who's sitting here looking at one of his own beloved kitties. I can't yeah. do that to a kitty. Seriously. You're good fucking kitties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love- I watched that video, man. It was sickening. He um yeah. So he's needs to beat him with a bag of bars of float. Yep. Yeah. Right, Mr. Woodrow.
0: Hmm. Uh, Moise, in a different article on The Athletic, said after the game uh, that I am a big animal lover and someone who cares a lot about my dog and horses, but was resolute in his belief he was right to pick the defender, saying he dealt with the football side and the club dealt with other matters. That's a good way of passing the buck there, Moisey. Good job, buddy. Way to, way to really take a hard line stance. Good job, buddy. Good. Job. Well, uh, so will...
1: In Moisey's defense, it, it ain't it ain't Moise's place to be doing it, you know. Mo- Moisey's like, shit, I just want to talk about the damn football. <laughs> oh, talking like, about I, it, sure, sure. I mean Moisey's gotta be like, you know, I've got so much more shit on my plate right now than I have to deal with this bullcrap. Mm-hmm.
0: Um and like the reason, like I, I know that even before I had my cat, that I know I would have reacted very poorly to this. Is I mean, we, we've had stories like that here in the States. I mean, the most famous example, of course, being Michael Vick um, in a situation much worse than this, I would say, although no less disgusting yeah, totally. of, of Michael Vick uh, having links to a dogfighting uh, organization. Um, and that that ruined essentially his whole career until he got to uh-huh. start doing TV again or something. Um, so I'm not I mean, saying, legit,
1: uh, of course, he legit like ended up in prison over his. so Yes.
0: Yeah, so I'm certainly not saying Kurt Zuma should be in that much of a situation. Um, but we also don't know how many more times he did something like this. The only reason we know it is because his brother was an idiot and put it on social media. So it's hard to know how many other times he yeah. abused animals like this. So um, I'm not saying Zuma should go to jail over this. But I am saying that it seems like he has gotten off incredibly lightly given uh, given what happened. So.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, honestly, true curtsuma, man. Um, you yeah. know, I I really hope, you know, I understand where West Ham is at this point. There's not a lot they, I mean, you know, you're not dropping him at the moment. And by dropping him, I mean, you're not like releasing him at the moment. But I really hope after this season that, you know, that we can just get him out of the Premier League and, you know, he can. Pretty
0: much just rot. Yep, I do like yeah. I do like one of the uh, the West Ham supporters in the article uh, sh- showing their colors. Uh, Billy Chapman said, "Don't get me wrong, you shouldn't be kicking animals, but the reaction is a little bit over the top. Give it a couple weeks, and everyone will forget about it. He's our best player, so good on Moyes for playing him." Just absolute scum of the earth, Billy Chapman.
1: I don't know who right, you, you know. are. Yeah. You know, we, we, we live by the adage that Mrs. McMurray says there's a special place in heaven for animal lovers. I believe yeah. there's a special place in hell for people who uh, hurt animals. So, mm-hmm. Cocksuckers. Yeah. Cocksuckers. Damn right. Give me
0: another cocksucking gin. Kai, that's what you can give me.
1: <sighs> Get
0: the G's and T's. Uh, we'll end our little uh, our news and notes section with a story I had legitimately forgot about. Uh, because as this article from an Awful Announcing puts uh, so well, in fall 2019, which depending on the day probably feels like either two weeks or two decades ago, but most certainly not two-ish years ago, uh, we were treated to a very British scandal thanks to a few football wives. So we oh. talked about this on the podcast because I remember discussing this and then never hearing anything about it again. Um, oh. Rebecca is um, <laughs> Colleen Rooney, wife of, wife of Wayne, um, conducted her own Instagram sting by slowly removing people she shared stories with to see who was leaking information to the sun. And so eventually she figured out that it was Rebecca Vardy, wife of Jamie. So she was like, this is terrible. And she took to social media about it. Um... It was it was crazy. Uh, Rebecca Vardy sued Colleen Rooney for libel because sure, um, the opening line in the Guardian piece um, has uh, where where Vardy is suing for libel uh, has this. Rebecca Vardy said she would love to leak stories about Colleen Rooney to the media, according to messages disclosed at the High Court. The court filing suggests Vardy and her former agent Caroline Watt had an ongoing relationship with reporters at the Sun newspaper, and discussed at length how to leak stories to the tabloid. But this is the best part, these next couple sentences here. This is, oh, this is so amazing. Some of the private messages relating to the case are missing for a variety of unfortunate reasons. Vardy's former agent said her mobile phone was accidentally dropped in the North Sea shortly after Rooney's lawyers requested access to the device. Quote, Coincidentally, around the same time, all media files from Miss Vardy's WhatsApp conversation with Miss Watt also bizarrely disappeared, and from all backups, whilst apparently in the process of exporting it to her solicitors, said Rooney's lawyers. Man, that's so weird. Man, that's so weird that her she just happened to drop her phone in the ocean right or when butter, she poor butterfingers. <laughs> So clumsy. And then oh man, you know technology. You're just backing something up, trying to trying to send it to the lawyers, and whoops, everything disappeared. Oh no. <laughs> Sorry. Um uh, then that's great. I hope we get more updates in this story because this is this is so unbelievably British and so unbelievably dumb. I love it. Give me more, please. I don't normally all like tabloids, but more, more, more.
1: All about the wags. The wags. Wag fight. I love the wags. Just Magnificent. unbelievably dumb. I love it. I love it so
0: much. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll update as this goes on. And, God, I hope there's more. I really do hope there's more. Um, so, with that, that is going to do it for our news and notes section. Uh, so, Wes, we're now going to do some more pimping of the athletic in general and uh, what you got for us this week.
1: Let's take a quick look at some... Been an interesting week in the Athletic to say the least. There's uh, quite a bit going on in the sporting world. Um <clears throat> excuse me. Uh Seth Emerson is uh running a series this week called the Glory Stories. Emerson is the um, beat writer for the Georgia. by god, Bulldogs. my friend, there's plenty of glory in his story this week. Um <clears throat> Three articles, he's doing one each day. Today, a big one on Devontae Wyatt, um, one of the key uh, cogs in that defensive line. Devontae Wyatt, the decisions that led him being part of Georgia's national championship team. Um, interesting backstory on Wyatt. I think he's a guy who got overlooked a lot just by the national media. But, man, when you watch him play, he is just spectacular. Um the one yesterday uh, on Tuesday that came out was about um, players who had transferred in guys who quote needed a second chance Uh, highlights Darian Kendrick um, cornerback who had uh, come from um Oh, it's my cat going nuts out there. Um, uh, Kendrick who had transferred in from Clemson. So uh, a really good little, um, little series of stories going on there. Um, From a few days ago, Dominic Fifield. Fifield? Go with that. The ultimate insult. Humiliating. What it's like to be a 90th minute substitute. You want to get inside the psyche of a professional footballer and no one sets them off. Put them in the. Yeah, we always laugh. It's like, oh, wow, nice of them to put them in in the 92nd minute. Yeah. You know, oh, well, now we get to find out what they're thinking. So I'm just waiting for Ralph Rangiot to do that to Ronaldo once and just just finish this whole damn thing off. Um, And uh, one from um, one of of our favorites here on the podcast, uh, Andy Staples, he collabed with uh, Bruce Feldman. Man, you know, it, it seemed like, well, you know, the coaching carousel for college football is over and, you know, everything's cool. We'll just get ready for next season now. No dog, because just when everything seems like oh no big deal, the Auburn Tigers do Auburn Tigers shit, and Auburn, uh, Auburn is apparently looking for cause to fire their first year head coach Brian Parson. Uh huh. Um, he's been the coach for 14 months, and they want him gone. And one of the big reasons is he only signed the 18th best uh, recruiting class in the country. But of course in the SEC that means that it's like the eighth best recruiting class in the SEC.
0: Yeah.
1: Um it, it, it's a lot more than that. Um Harson so Harson is not a southern guy. He's from Boise and was last the coach at Boise State. Um you know, it doesn't exactly fit in down there in the Alban land, apparently. Uh but the fact that they're looking to they're looking for something to fire them with calls so they don't have to pay them a buyout is absolute insanity. Um, yep. I mean, I understand why Auburn fans are pissed. You know, I'd be pissed, too, if literally my two blood rivals are Alabama and Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, they just happen to be, like, the two best programs in the country. Um, I, I mean, I can understand. I'd be a little pissy about that, too. But they they do dive into that. It's it's just this ongoing saga. It's like how can they actually even bring him back now if they wanted to? Yeah, you know, what would what would possess this man to come back? Especially if, so right now, if Auburn fire him, they owe him like eighteen million dollars. And this is coming like after they just had to pay um uh Gus Malzahn like twenty some million dollars to fire him like a year ago. <clears throat> Excuse me. So Auburn, they, they can't figure out what in the hell they're doing with their lives. And they really, really, really need to figure it out.
0: I mean, they also could not figure it out. <laughs> well, I'm saying they need to figure it out. I'm not
1: saying okay. they will figure it out. This is Auburn. <laughs> photography.
0: True. True. Big truthers. Big truthers in the chat. Um, so I have a couple stories here. Um, one. This is just a hilarious story. Um, because no, normally when we think of a, uh, you know, thing, you know, depleted benches and stuff like that, um, you know, in, in sports right now, we're we're thinking, you know, COVID and you know, big injuries and stuff like that. Um, but Indiana basketball decided to try something new. Um, over Uh-oh. by the athletic staff, this was this was from uh, earlier today. Indiana suspends five players, including two starters, versus Northwestern for disciplinary reasons. Um, and I believe that it ended up where they did not actually have a guard for the game. Uh, which of course they would lose Northwestern 59 to 51. Um Wow. They had just seven scholarship players after the game. Or for the game, uh, including only two starters. So uh wow, what a what a big thing there! Mike Woodson in his first year there, really, really bringing down the hammer. So, so big stuff there. Uh, just, just what a headline too! What a headline! Uh, and in super depressing news, um, uh, February fourth, Evan Drellich, MLB oh. Players Association denies oh. league's request for federal mediation. <laughs>
1: Ah, uh, I can't get too mad at these players. I don't trust the fucking no. players. God, no, 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 no,
0: no, no. So it, it it seemed like one of those moves, those really shitty moves that you'll see some people do in negotiations, where they're like, "Look, we're making a good faith effort. We just want to bring in a mediator, somebody who's just going to talk to us. It's not an arbitrator. They're ruling. They don't even rule. It's not like an arbitrator whose ruling is binding." They're just going to come in here. They're going to talk to us. They're going to help mm. us out. They're just going to get the process moving. That's all we want, guys. We just want mm. to get the process moving. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Right? Right, sports fans? Because you just you just want to see some baseball games, right? No, we see through your shit, Major League Baseball. Come on now. Come on now. So, anyway, uh, Evan Drellich the, has the thankless task this offseason of going over this all and every twist and turn in this saga. Um, so if you want the latest, keep following Evandrelich, because he's doing yeoman's work, man. And how uh how he doesn't hasn't just taken like a a 16-inch pizza-sized melatonin pill mm-hmm. and has just said, I'll see you guys in May. Uh, I don't know. But kudos to you, Evandrelich. You're 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 doing the Lord's work right now. So. <sighs> Anyway, anyway, um, also there's a bubble watch bubble watch is back for college basketball. I love it. It's great. Um, so that is going to do it for us. Pim the athletic though. Um, let's finish off with the watch for Wes. What are you watching in the week that was the week that will be?
1: Oh, what watching this week? Um, (laughs) so I'll spend the weekend at my parents' house, just hanging out with my dad a little bit. And uh, we watched two movies that he's seen multiple times, but can't remember that he's seen. So they were new to him again. Oh, great. <laughs> Always fun. Uh, we, we watched those manliest of movies. Uh, we were soldiers and predator. As he continues remember seen this one, I'm like, dude, you and me watched predator like 90 times back in the early 90s. <laughs> it's like, I can quote this entire movie. You realize that, right? Um, <clears throat> But a good time had by all because he really enjoyed it. Oh, that's good. As he did the, he did the first hundred times he watched Predator, he really enjoyed it. Uh-huh. So I have fun with my dad. My dad's getting old, and uh, yeah, he well I'm getting old. My dad is old, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> so uh, always always fun to watch uh, an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie with him from the '80s, where he yells at the TV. Really? Good times. Um, We've completed season three of Shit's Creek, and, and it's it's just the shit. What can I say? It's it's the shit. It's but boom. Um, yeah, it just keeps getting better. So I've got three seasons to go on that, and I'm just enjoying every little bit of it. Um, and honestly, Ed, that is uh, that's all I got for you because most of my week thus far has been a work week. So. And One night, I came home and read a book. What book? I've been reading this book called. Uh, oh, what was it called? Um, dis dispatches. I can't remember. It's like it's like a famous like Vietnam novel. mm mm-hmm. Um. Hold on, real quick. I- I'll-, I'll I'll find it. I've got it. I've got it laying around here somewhere. Uh, here it is. Uh, it was called A Rumor of War. Um, okay. And Philip, the, the author Philip Caputo was with um, the first Marine division that went over to Vietnam in 1965. Mm-hmm. And he is telling of his experience uh, going from, you know, where they thought this was going to be a great adventure. War always starts like that. Oh, this will be a great adventure <laughs> into Vietnam. So, yes. <laughs> And if you don't know how that ended yet, don't let me spoil it for you. So. <laughs> <It's not laughs> Read pretty. the book. It didn't end well. So, uh, yeah, so that's, what I've I've been reading that off and on for about a month now, so, uh, I'm getting near the end of it.
0: Awesome. That's, that's really awesome. Um, trying to think of anything, um, we still have to watch Eternals, the Marvel movie. Um. Oh, yeah, I haven't watched it yet, either. Uh, it's, it's on Disney+, Plus. we, we could just watch it literally yeah. anytime we want now, for free. You yeah. yeah. just have to figure out a night to don't,
1: do it. I haven't watched much, I, I haven't watched a Marvel movie since um not even this past Spider-Man, the one before that.
0: You should watch this Spider-Man. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean I I'm I'm meaning to. It's not like I'm like uh avoiding it, but like I haven't watched Black Widow yet. mm Okay. Um I haven't watched I haven't watched uh what was his name? Um the 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 the, the rings guy. Oh Shang Chi.
0: Shang Chi. Yeah. Shang Chi.
1: Yeah, I haven't watched that one yet. Shang-Chi I just, is also uh, I, So you said, I just, I haven't, I don't know why I haven't gotten, I haven't started back. Um, I'm So when I was watching a lot of movies, um, I had the A-list uh, from AMC and I was in Greenville a lot. So I just went oh. to the movies. Well, now I'm not in Greenville anymore. And where I live, there's like not a movie theater within like an hour and a half of me. Oh, no. Uh, I mean, I mean, other than, I mean, I could go back to Rocky Mount, but I mean, so I guess there's not a movie theater within like 45 minutes or an hour from me, and like, I'm not going to Roanoke Rapids just to go to the movies. No, God, no. So, I mean, I I really don't go to Roanoke Rapids for anything other than to get on I-95 and go to Rocky Mount, so. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I haven't like been to a movie in quite a while, so um, I guess I just haven't really been into the, uh, into the Marvels quite as much lately, so. I need to work on that. I guess I need to work on that. Yeah, I
0: think I think Shang Chi is on Disney Plus now, so you could. Oh no, it is. Yeah, um, it's a. I will say this, and and a lot of people have also said it's a really good martial arts movie. It's a like a genuinely good. The the martial arts choreography is genuinely very good in that movie. Good enough. No. So yeah, and I, man, I and I and enjoy, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm just I'm ready for the next Doctor Strange movie, man. That's that's like the one I've been super hyped about for so long. Cause I love Doctor Strange, man. His shit's so weird.
1: I love it, it man.
0: It so comes I'm, out in May, I'm, so
1: Yeah. I'm down for it. Um Yeah, so yeah. like May, May has like some magnificent movies. Ooh, really? Yeah, it's like um Top Gun 2 finally comes out in May. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh it was supposed to come out like bef- it was supposed to come out like the summer of the pandemic mm-hmm. so it's like finally coming out uh the Oops. new jurassic world is coming out yeah um and oh, what was the other one uh god what i want to say like uh the new john wick movie's coming out
0: um let me see if i can actually see you know it'll probably just be easier if i look look it up May movie releases 2022. Something. There
1: were like two movies because I was telling Anisha we could go see Top Gun and then go across the hall and see something else.
0: Yeah, yeah. Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange. Um, what? Firestarter, whatever that is. Uh, Zach Efron. A young girl develops pyrokinetic abilities and is abducted by secret government agency. Oh, yeah, that's a remake. <laughs> oh, we is it
1: really? Yeah, there's been a Firestarter movie.
0: Okay. Um there's okay, the Box Burgers movie. Um Top Gun. Yeah, I guess that's it for Mar for for May at least.
1: Huh. I'll see that in something else. Yeah, Firestarter was a 1984 movie. Okay. Starring, um, uh starring David Keith and Heather Locklear and a young Drew Barrymore. Wow.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Um let's see. Uh April um, in
1: it holy shit
0: damn that's that's actually a lot uh April doesn't have that much unless you want to see the new uh Harry Potter spinoff movie or the new Sonic movie, which i mean, if you want to see Jim carrey be weird for an hour and a half go go see that um okay, so Jurassic world is in June um as oh, okay. is oh as okay, is, I got uh oh. Lightyear. This
1: John Wick Four comes out on may
0: 27th oh weird so this movie insider website doesn't have it listed it just has it just has 27 that has bob's burgers and top gun maverick
1: oh huh. also the new downton abbey comes out in may downton dunson downton and apparently the dc league of super pets
0: yeah sure why not
1: which sounds like something my kid would watch so. there you go
0: that's true. Yeah,
1: yeah
0: that's so true. Let's see that,
1: that, that thing I saw says, "Yeah, yeah." John Wick starts May twenty seventh, twenty twenty
0: two. Okay. Um, 4. I will say I have I have no interest in it, even though I did see the second one, um, and it was like good. Um, I've heard a lot of new good things about the new Scream movie, so you know, yeah, I heard about that. that. I heard good. Um. Uh, I heard, I heard people like Jackass forever,
1: which I mean, why wouldn't they? I mean, well, it comes down if you like Jackass, of course, you're going to like it because I mean,
0: I, I feel like at this point though, it's just sad. Like they're all old and one of them died. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, a few of them probably should have died. by
0: <laughs> Yeah. I'm just kind of like, this is, this is, Ooh, what's this though? The unbearable weight of massive talent. A cash-strapped Nicolas Cage. Wait, is this him playing Nicolas Cage? Wait, what? Is he just a biopic? Is he starring in his own biopic? Wait, is this like actually... Okay, I have to play this trailer now. I I need to know.
1: Okay.
0: I need need to know if he's
1: actually Nicolas Cage. Is he just playing the movie of himself? Because, I mean, Nicolas Cage... Nicolas Cage would be the dude who would star in a biopic about himself. Um, if, if any Hollywood actor would do such a thing, it would definitely be Nicolas Cage.
0: Oh my god, so, it's 100% he's Nicolas Cage.
1: Oh, he's Nicolas Cage. Oh, that's great.
0: So the description is a cash-strapped Nicolas Cage agrees to make a paid appearance at a billionaire superfan's birthday party, but is really an informant for the CIA since the no. billionaire fan is a drug kingpin oh. and gets cast oh. in a Tarantino movie.
1: <laughs> oh, take my money now.
0: So uh, I guess Pedro Pascal is the is the superfan in this. Um also in this is Neil Patrick Harris, uh Tiffany Haddish. Um oh my god, this is great. I I actually kinda want to watch this movie now. This seems so weird and dumb.
1: Oh on Oh
0: man. Oh man, I actually really want to watch that now. All right, we we're we we're, we're, we're <laughs> good. We're not gonna we're not gonna watch <laughs> We're not. We're not going to talk about it anymore, though. Oh, that's that's amazing. we
1: will talk about it uh, more as a
0: game. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so that is going to do it for uh, this edition of the a Foreign Affair podcast. Um, what an episode! What a what a fun little episode we had. We had a little bit of everything this time. A little bit of outrage. A little bit of anger. A little bit of laughs. A lot of laughs and uh, some fun along the way while we learned about soccer. Um, as always, podcast presented by NGSC Sports at NGSC We never stop. Um, you can find them on the social media as well as us. Uh, as a collective, we are at AFA Pod. Wes, you are. And I am at Edward Green. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube via our parent show, The All New Sports Show, and uh, email us at allnewsportshow at gmail.com. Thanks to our podcast providers, including Podbean.com, or sorry, including Anchor, powered by Spotify. Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio app, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Um, so yeah, check us out there if you want to shoot us a voice message. Click on the link in the description, and uh, and you can send us one. And if we like it, we'll throw it in the show. Uh, and just real quick before we go, because I've been seeing this a lot. Have you seen the ads for the new like Jack Reacher movie?
1: I have been seeing something about him. I haven't really paid a ton of attention, even though I'm not going to lie. So are you talking about the movie or like the Amazon series?
0: Um, I guess, the, is this the, okay, so this is, I guess the Amazon series. This is the Amazon series. Yes.
1: Right. The non Tom Cruise one. Yes. So I'm not going to lie. Tom Cruise as Jack Reacher was actually really pretty darn good. Uh-huh. That that weird little uh Scientologist, he's he's really not
0: that bad. <laughs> um, so the whole reason I brought it up is because I've been seeing ads for it everywhere and I'm like, okay, whatever. But I'm like, the guy who plays Reacher looks so familiar, and I just I could not for the life of me place him. And so finally, while I was on IMDB here, uh, looking up the other movies and and found the Nicolas Cage movie. I saw an ad for Reacher. So I was like, all right, well, this is the perfect place. I'll find out who this guy is and and where I know him for. And I finally figured it out. He was uh, young Scully. When Brooklyn Nine-Nine did that one episode where they showed what Scully and Hitchcock looked like in the (laughs) 80s. When they were all super. That's him.
1: Yes. Oh, my goodness. Wing sluts. Oh. (laughs) What a great
0: episode! We love wings. Oh. Oh. Put an extra, put an extra wing in our slut bucket. Put
1: an extra wing in our slut bucket. <laughs> oh, Everything's okay. Oh. Well, that,
0: makes, that makes me happy. There you go. There, you can think of it. You can think of it as a Sully prequel. That at the oh. end of the series, he has to actually take on the name of Norm Scully, and then he goes to work for the 99th precinct in Brooklyn. <laughs>
1: oh my goodness. So, uh, hold on real quick. and it's the Amazon now, if that's what I'm thinking of. Um, yeah. So that's actually also the dude, um, what's his name? Is it Alan Rich, Richson.
0: Yeah. It's Alan mm-hmm. Richson.
1: So he was in another, of my former, um, uh, uh, Watch Forge from back in the old days. Uh he was in Blue Mountain State. <laughs> nice. Yes. He was uh he played uh oh god, what was his name? He was uh oh he was amazing in it. Uh oh he was Thad. That's right, he was Thad. <laughs> he was like the psychotic, like uh, team captain linebacker in Blue Mountain State. It was just one of like the most psychotic TV shows I think I ever watched. Wow. Excellent. Oh, yeah. Thad Castle. That was his name. Thad Wait, Castle. Denise Richards was in that? What? Yeah, she popped up. She popped up in it. She did her shoot.
0: Uh, oh, hey, Anthony Limpkin. Oh, this was absolutely a Canadian show, wasn't it?
1: Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, well, well I I'm not saying they
0: were is. in Canada. I'm saying it was made in Canada.
1: Oh yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. It was on Spike back in the day. That's all you need to know about that show. All right. Oh man! Yeah, a great, a great uh, dive inside of what college football is. Maybe a little bit like at times, but <laughs> not quite of the insanity that they actually showed it to be. Uh
0: wait, there's a there was a dude whose character's name was Sammy Cacciatore. <laughs> Yeah
1: It was a great show. All
0: great. right. All right, I think that's gonna do it for this episode of the podcast. Uh, before we got up here, I mean, I did just give you Blue Mountain State, but anything
1: else you wanna you wanna mention, Wes? Apparently, speaking of football, apparently something's going on this weekend. I don't know, just go Joe Burrow. That's all I can say. Oh yeah, the so,
0: yeah, the the bowl. That's the, pretty the, good. The the, the, co-
1: the commercial. The commercial show.
0: Yeah, the the commercial episode of football season.
1: Oh man, what does it all come down to? It all comes down to who's on the buzzer commercial this year.
0: Exactly. By the way, uh, kudos to Adidas for putting out a tweet today um, on everyone's timelines. Um, saying in uh, in order to advertise their new collection of uh, bras that can be in forty three different types to fit women of all shapes and sizes, um, then putting on un- right directly underneath of it a picture of twenty five naked breasts. Thanks, Adidas. Just
1: this tweet. Great job, Wait a guys. Minute. Adidas, hold on. Damn it, I knew I like wearing y'all shorts for a reason.
0: You, you absolute idiots. Oh, you are so Wonderful,
1: wonderful men. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I imagine it was men. Um With that, let's get out of here. For my call crime, with Bradshaw, I'm Edward Green. Thanks for joining us this week on the pod. Until next time, everyone, please stay safe and enjoy the football, even if it's the super variety.
1: And even if you're an Everton fan, just, just try.
0: <laughs> yeah, try. Just try. try and most likely fail
1: try, try and cry cry oh god
0: Again. Oh, god Ugh.
1: cry cry cry
0: I kind of hate that that's the only thing I really know from Alien <laughs> oh god oh I haven't seen Alien in so long I've never seen Alien. I mean, I don't really want to, um, even though Alien is probably the only one of them I would watch. But that's like the only thing I I can actually just recite is just the "Oh God" on the chest burster scene.
1: Only because you've seen that scene enough times, like on random yep. TV shows and stuff.
0: Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Can't can't go yeah. more than a week without seeing it anymore. Oh God. Mm-hmm. World. You're listening to NGSE Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSE Sports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on
1: Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop.